You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the games edition. A gaming podcast for people who want honest opinions by freaks with nothing better to do with their time. Here's Roger and his crew. So, we finally have a reason now to really watch the VGAs. Not just because of the releases that we're going to be hearing about and things like that, but because Neil Patrick Harris is going to be hosting it. Dude, if there's a reason to watch that show, there you go. That's that's all I needed. Yeah, now it's not going to completely suck in between the trailers. No, with, yeah, there's going to be trailers, there's going to be Neil Patrick Harris, and then people talking about how great their games are. But, you know, who cares about Nobody ever listens to that crap anymore. So it's just going to be to watch Neil Patrick Harris. I'm sure he's going to make it awesome. I, I cannot wait to actually watch this, which is saying a lot because it's some freaking VGAs who, yeah. <laughs> who in their right mind can't wait to see them. But now that I know that it's him, dude, I'm looking forward to actually watching this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Neil sing the phone book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good. <laughs> now, we did also get... Finally, the confirmation of what we were talking about last week, which was that there is a second prototype that's going to be coming out. Um, I don't know how you feel about this. Did you actually play the play the first one? I it, it piqued my interest. I just never quite got around to playing it. You know, busy schedule, all that. Uh, especially since I didn't have a PS3 at the time. You know, there was that whole battle between Infamous and Prototype. So Prototype was my only option. You know, I was like, eh, it's been getting some okay reviews, but I don't know. Like, it never seemed like it was successful enough to really warrant a sequel. It Well, see, that's the thing, too. It wasn't. And there are some people who weren't as crazy about it. Myself, I really enjoyed it. I played the PC version, and there's something about it that really, it flowed really well. The combat flowed well. I liked the story. I, you know... I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to this. Now, granted, the teaser trailer was, I mean, if you thought the freaking Mass Effect 3 trailer, teaser trailer was short, I mean, good <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I was looking for another link. I was like, maybe I missed the video. <laughs> Something's wrong here. I'm looking around. Like, no, that's, that's, that's the, whole, the thing. whole thing. Yeah, don't sneeze, folks, because the time that it takes for you to look back, it's gone. Um but I mean, again, it's I'm I'm assuming we're gonna see a hell of a lot more. They're they're really doing a, this like really really slight teasing now, and then I'm assuming we're gonna get like full blown trailers later on. We better get goddamn full blown trailers because if not, this is a ripoff. But again, there you go, prototype two. We called it. It is gonna be out. Um, you can go to the site too. It's the murder your Ma- murder your murder. Oh my god, murder your murder Murlock. your you maker site, and it's got this ever so brief trailer on it. So I don't know about you, but I, as you've noticed every time you log in and you check your friends list on the PS3, I've been playing a crap load of GT3 or 5, <laughs> Gran Turismo 5. My son and I have been playing it constantly. So if you want to read a review for it, folks, head over to bowdowntous.com. I put a massive review. Like I said, too, I'm going to be doing um, reviews in stages. It's not going to be necessarily reviews, but the, from now on, I'm going to be doing features that are going to be on Grand Theft. God, I keep saying that. Grand Turismo 5. 
because there's just too much to put into one review. Seriously, go to the site, you'll see this is a massive review. And I left a lot of parts out on purpose simply because, again, you, there's only so much you can put in there. Um, that said, I'm going to do features on all kinds of other stuff so that I can give my opinions. Plus, I'm going to be doing features that are as I'm leveling in the game because what's happening is that I'm finding the things that originally um, I wasn't crazy about initially now I understand why it's that way, and now I, I I actually agree with their decision to do it that way, which in one situation is, say, the damage. Initially, the damage didn't feel real at all. It didn't... Bumping into cars, you just hear this thud kind of thing. It felt more like bumper cars than anything else. But as you progress, it does become much more real. And you need the money to fix those cars. And if you saved a crap load of money to buy yourself a freaking Ferrari or Jag, you don't want <laughs> to be having to pay, you know, that much money every time you run into a corner. Plus, what it does, too, is it gives you the time to learn the game, to learn how to properly navigate through the cars and everything so that you are a better driver like as it stands now my son still prefers the all balls out go till you hit the wall spin at the wall hit the wall on your door side and then take off from there and I keep telling him he's going to want to change that, especially once damage comes, but also because it's actually not faster. And he's been seeing it as I'm driving, and then he's appreciating that, okay, yeah, you're shaving time off of your lap time by actually taking the corner and not just hitting other players and hoping that they'll careen you into where you're supposed to be going. That's that's his that's his main way of playing right now. Uh, how, how long until he gets his license? Yeah, don't, he's not going to be driving my car. <laughs> but anyways, I'm not going to take up too much time uh, on the podcast talking about it simply because I did talk about it whether it was last week or the week before last week I believe it is an awesome game and I I it was not bought for me nor have I received any kind of promotional monies or anything like that I bought it I played it and it's my opinion on it you you heard how harsh I was on Fable 3 I'm not afraid of being harsh on games it is, in my opinion, a solid 9.5 out of 10, which is saying a lot. There's a few things that they can definitely fix. There's some things that were blown out of proportion, in my opinion, from other reviewers that I really don't think are a big deal. And for what it is, which is a game for racing enthusiasts, if you love that type of racing where uh, shaving a half a second off your time, your lap time, means something to you, it is that good. I... I can't praise this game enough. I'm so glad I, I picked it up. Um, so like I said, there will be more features coming out on that. One of the things that I would love to try on it is the freaking steering wheels, dude. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Take out a mortgage to get these things. That's the problem. Like, it really is something where you're, you're buying a console or you're buying a steering wheel. Um, some of these are fairly expensive. Granted, there's one outlet right now, a Logitech that we have here that's 170 bucks, which is not bad. I And it's supposed to be very good. I would love to review it. Also, for the site um who knows um but the actual polyphony digital is actually working on their own um uh the thrust master t500 rs god damn 
<laughs> this thing is worth as much as worst name of the, the yeah character. that's what <laughs> most of these are ridiculous names but this thing is actually they're they're saying probably going to be 500 bucks it is plus the shifter yeah it's not counting the shifter yeah but god damn look at that thing. oh <laughs> it's, it's awesome awesome but it's going to be something that a very few people can afford but the thing is too is that i've heard from a lot of people now that playing with a steering wheel a good steering wheel in this game changes it i mean if you are already enjoying it it catapults it to a whole other level so i i would love to try one i would absolutely love to try a steering wheel on that game and uh and just to see whether or not it does make that big a difference because again i'm that type of guy that really does love racing i will spend an afternoon on a weekend and race 100 laps and not feel like i've wasted my time you know that to me that's a blast and then there's this race car convertible convertible um table did you or coffee table did you look at this thing the video for that i'll post the link in the show notes because folks you got to see this thing it's like a freaking coffee table that folds out like a a freaking transformer (laughs) i was making little sounds as it was and there you go you could sit down and race in this thing it has a built-in seat and everything dudes it is freaking awesome awesome i'll put the links in the show notes for that though you could buy an actual car for the same price actually i didn't see a price on that did you i i went to their website and uh you know, did a quick little calculation transferring over from euros because it's a German product. Yeah. And it comes to $6,800 US. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like 5,000 euros. You can buy yourself a decent used car for that. But you got to see it to believe it. though. <laughs> this thing is like go-go gadget steering wheel. It's freaking awesome. I'll, again, I'll put the show notes so that folks can see it. I, I I just, I love it. I really do love it. So moving on to some other Google Gadget stuff, we did find out some more. There was a leaked video for the PlayStation phone. So basically the pictures that we saw earlier are pretty much accurate. That's what you're getting. It's built on Android. And I don't know what you thought. I'm not in the market to change my carrier right now. So I'm happy with my iPhone. But if I were not picking up an i if i didn't have an iphone and i was looking for something that hopefully potentially would have a cheaper plan say um i don't know i don't know what you think about this but if there's a game library that's going to be released with it or we that we can expect which is the the the, the scary part because there's not always a games library with the playstation i don't know how do you feel about this well, much like you, I'm not even remotely close to interested in changing my carrier but i, I doubt a lot of people are but looking at it simply as an actual device um i mean it, it, it's pretty friggin big for a phone like the, the actual they say it's about as big as an iphone yeah if you're looking from the front uh, you look at it from the side it's pretty thick but on the other hand this is freaking tiny for a gaming platform uh, and then this thing puts the ds and the 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 psp old school psp to shame as far as the size which does concern me though because I'm infamous for fat fingering my buttons <laughs> and those buttons look pretty tiny to me. Yeah, no, it really does. I'm interested in terms of the what you would think are the dual kind of analogs, but they're not analogs. They're, they look like they're going to be touch motion control. Kind of, yeah, I don't know what the hell that's all about. Um because they don't show that in the video. So, but in, again, in terms of in terms of the 
the size, it didn't actually bother me that much. It's it's a decent size for just a phone that you can then pop out and play something. Yeah, my, my concerns weren't about the, 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 the size of it for a phone. My concerns were just that it, it seemed a little too small to me for something that I would want to play games on. How big a size, how big is it in comparison to the Go, though? I don't know. I haven't really seen the Go, but just looking at no, the guy's see- thumb hovering over the D-pad, I'm, I'm envisioning problems for myself okay but have you actually played see i haven't i've never even held a go so neither have i so i have i don't know but you haven't seen any in the shop in the store uh they're in boxes yo but none returner okay i don't have a display model okay that's checked it out yeah see that's the thing i've I've never gotten to hold it but from pictures that i've seen it seems somewhat close to this so again it'd be very similar in terms of the the size for that so okay hold on we're actually going to bring joe in because apparently he decided to join us oh uh, he woke up from his nap yeah that's not what i think he was doing hi so basically when i said 6 30 you figured that meant you know that gives me 20 minutes leeway to do whatever I want. More or less. Understood. Okay, fine. So we're just jumping in because we didn't wait for him. So, so uh, what six did... o'clock next week, Joe. Yeah. Jesus. What did you think about the um, the video for the the leak video for the PlayStation phone? Actually, I kind of like it. Uh, it looks very interesting. It looks like it's going to be roughly about the same size as like the uh, the new Sony Ericsson um I can't remember the name of it, but that the new phone that they just released for Verizon. Um, I think it could be pretty damn cool. Uh, it's just instead of having a keyboard, it's got the uh, controller underneath. The one thing that I noticed, too, which could be because I maybe this isn't the final prototype for it, or maybe it's just that the guy wasn't used to it, but it did not seem very responsive to his touch at times. That to me concerns me because if it's going to be a phone that relies on touch, you want to make sure that that screen is responsive to the touch. Well, that also might be a, a whole software issue because if a lot of people that are using Droid phones, which is what this is, this is using a, uh, yeah. a Droid operating system. Um, a lot of the earlier versions of it, if they're using like a 1.0 development build for like that uh, versus what will be released, which is like a three, I think the current Droid build for the Ericsson phone is at like 3.1 or something like that. So it's a lot more responsive now. I mean, my roommate just got a, a new Droid and it's running like 2.8 and it's a lot more responsive than that. Okay. So it's, big- it's probably just a development thing. Yeah. The big thing right now, same as what we were saying earlier too, is... Is there going to be a software or a games library to go with this? Because that's the problem that we've had with the PSP for how many freaking years now? So <laughs> it doesn't instill in people a lot of confidence that it's going to be any different here. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you think about it right now, Capcom is actually porting a whole bunch of their older game libraries from the NES and the SNES over to mobile platform. Um, how many of those games would you rather have a separate controller and a full screen to play it on versus like the touch on an, on an iPhone where the controller is built into it? Um, I mean, Mega Man 2 is one of the top selling games for the iPhone for quite a while. And uh, it, the way that it did it is it had a conjo- uh, basically half the screen was controller and joystick blocked completely out and the other half was the actual game itself so if they do something like that where they you know pull it on the ps network where it's okay well here's all these old capcom games we made we licensed for you know our mobile platform it it could potentially be really really cool oh yeah the potential is definitely there i'm not going to deny that it's just going to be is it actually going to be there or not and because right now that again 
PSP name does not instill a lot of confidence, sadly. And we saw that with the Go as well. I mean, the Go really did not do well at all. So this might be something that people are going to look at and see Go. And from there, boom, it's not something that they do. I hope it does well. I really do hope it does well. Um, whether or not it does, though, is an entirely different matter. But again, there, the rumors for the PSP2 are actually running rampant right now. And it is like what I'm hearing is quite likely January we're going to be hearing about the PSP2. That would be awesome. Okay, so moving away from that now, let's talk a little bit more about actual games. We're going to talk about Miss Explosion Man. This is actually something <laughs> we were just talking about. Vince, you were laughing about the press release for this. Not only that, I really have to give them credit on, on the title. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice throwback. But yeah, uh, Twisted Pixel, the makers of the uh, breakout Xbox Live Arcade hit Splosion Man, have sort of announced a sequel. And I'm going to just take a moment here to read part of their press release. This isn't an article on their website. This is the actual press release <laughs> that they sent out. Twisted Pixel Games was pleased to announce today that their subsidiary, Big Science, has captured the Splosion Man and guaranteed the safety of all humankind. Many remember the terrifying events of July 2009, Splosion Man's horrifying rampage through Big Science laboratories that meted, M-E-A-T, hundreds of scientists <laughs> and caused untold damage to their underground laboratories. Eyewitnesses reported widespread destruction and a staggering amount of T-bones and fillets left in his wake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to picture somebody at, you know, a reputable news source getting this press release in their file, looking at it and just going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Not knowing anything that was going on, but I mean, this is cool. I, I never played a full version of the original Splosion Man. Um, I liked the demo, didn't really think I wanted to play it for another hundred or so levels. I have plenty of friends who played it, loved it. Really unique gameplay. I mean, simple control, simple platforming. Great level design, just just a lot of fun, and it's nice to see that they're not only having fun with the game design, they're also having fun with the marketing and press side of things. Well, you got to have a certain amount of ridiculousness with it. If you don't, I mean, if you're taking yourself way too seriously, you're doing it wrong. Well, not just that, but we're seeing the success of games like Death Spank and other mm -hmm. titles that and, and Meat Boy. You know what? Go all out. If we <laughs> don't think about what would be rational. Just go all out as crude as you can be in some instances. And that's what people are having fun with as something to play in between the bigger titles. You know, you're not always going to want to be sitting down for a Call of Duty. You're not always going to want to sit down for a Fable 3. More often than not, you won't. Uh, so give us some really wacky little games to play in between. And that's really, it's cleans the palate. It's fantastic. Speaking of little games too, I actually picked up Dead Nation on for the PS3. Uh, I didn't get too, too much time to play it, but what I found out is freaking tough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the controls are set up odd in terms of your aiming. You actually have to press down the right analog stick in order to be able to aim properly. So like click it in. Yeah. So you're holding it what? down damn near all the time. And then you're using wow. your the, the left analog stick to move around and backwards and stuff like that. And, and, and you're 
you're aiming and moving with by pressing down the right analog stick. So you're doing two things with your, your right thumb and then the, the just moving around with the other. More often than not, you're running backwards, shooting out all these freaking waves of zombies. Zombies kind of hang out in groups. That's the thing that everybody should know by now. They're packing social they're, creatures. They're, yeah, they're very, very social. You know, there's teen crumpets and then eat humans. So... There's lots of them that come in huge packs. So my son and I are trying to figure out right now all of the, the the ins and outs of using various weapons and the the flares and the and the grenades and all that just to to our advantage. Also, if you shoot a car, it's unlike Left 4 Dead where you don't want to hit the car. Here, you want to hit the car. The noise attracts them, and eventually the car blows up, killing a whole mess of them. So it's a whole different dynamic there. It's like shoot the car if you see a car. Um, it's a lot of fun. The graphics are, are pretty good, actually. I was I was impressed for a game that you're paying less than 15 bucks for. It was actually, the graphics are decent. You get a good feel of, like, panic when there's a bunch of them around you. And uh, the only concern I'm having is that freaking aiming. Because if you just aim without pressing down, it is flakier than hell. It, it just bounces all over the place. But if you press down, you have a little bit more control over your aiming. So hmm. again, it's it's on. I'm gonna see whether or not I can change the key bindings because you literally don't use any of the buttons, your your, your circle, triangle, square, and all that. You don't use them at all. So if I could change it where I use one, maybe it'd be a little bit better. But even then, you're not gonna be able to move and aim, and plus freaking i'm not that dexterous okay <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to also <laughs> hold a button down while i'm doing all of that but anyways sure it uh, it is a fun game i don't know if tart's planning to pick it up with uh for her ps3 once she finally gets it back online but uh if you like zombie killing it is fun actually so moving away from there we got an update on Final Fantasy 11 of all things <laughs> this is news folks Final Fantasy 11 joke go ahead all right, Final Fantasy 11, unlike Final Fantasy 14, is still going very strong. Lots of people still play the game. Uh, it's actually enjoyable for a lot of people, and they're very used to it. Um, they're actually going back, and they're increasing the level cap. I mean, that's kind of interesting that they're, they they put all this time and money behind a new game. Uh, they put it out there. They put it online, and they're like, oh, this is going to be the new thing. And yet they're like, well, this is not doing so hot. Hey, let's go back to 11. Let's keep updating that. So it's going to give players a, a another uh, few levels to play with and increase their their various jobs with. And it, it's kind of uh, intriguing to see an old game get that much love. It's kind of like EverQuest where it kept getting updated and updated and updated. So players will be able to move to 90. Uh, it's going to add a whole new slew of spells and other abilities which players can unlock while moving up these new ranks. There will also be some new obtainable powers for blue mages uh, and new traits for the game's other magic users there's actually a ton being added in in this update for a game that's been god how old now well old. i i yeah i actually have a little bit of insight to offer here as my girlfriend is actually a leader of a very large end game link shell still in final fantasy 11 oh wow so yeah um how do you have a girlfriend how do you have time <laughs> <laughs> we make the most of what we got. <laughs> I mean, um, Mr. Pot, Mr. Kettle, have you met each other? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> yeah, the game's been out, I want to say it came out in America like 2003, somewhere Something around like there. That. Yeah. And it was out for over six years without ever raising the level cap. So it's it's only one in the past year year that they actually started raising the level cap up from 75 uh it was at i think 
55 or 60 when it first came out in Japan. Uh, when it came over here with the first expansion, they upped it to 75 and hadn't touched it since. So that was a long time to go without raising the level cap. But they're finally doing it, and they're doing it intelligently. Uh, the way Final Fantasy XI operates is you have a main job and a sub job. Like, let's say you're a thief and a ninja. You have access to both skill both skill sets, but your ninja is capped off at half your thief level. So if you're level 80 thief, you can only be a level 40 ninja. So as the level cap keeps rising, you know, since the game was designed around level 75 for so long, a lot of the unique skills were at like levels 40 and 45 and whatnot. So now that they're raising the level cap, they're like, well, now we can get access to a lot of those skills with our sub jobs. So a lot of classes that used to be very useful as primary jobs like thief warrior they've kind of been getting phased out in the big game so what we're seeing with these new rounds of updates is a lot of ways to revitalize these uh, jobs that a lot of the community has cast aside uh, thief you know was pretty much kept around just for their ability to get better loot to drop well once you could get better loot to drop and do damage nobody needed a thief anymore but now we're seeing that the thief can get even more, even better loot to drop. So they're, they're really enhancing the game. They're doing it intelligently, uh, much more intelligently than they are for 14, at least. And <laughs> I, I, I've given Square a lot of crap over the years for the way they've mismanaged Final Fantasy XI. I don't know what happened if they handed Eleven off to another team or, or anything. But the past year, they've been doing a great job with the game. I just think it's hilarious. I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it, the fact that they see how badly 14 is doing right now, that they are pumping that much attention into 11. I mean, your major breadwinner should be your new game. And I don't know. I, I, I would hate to think that they've given up on it so much as maybe, okay, let's kind of divert some of our attention to, 11 for well, a little while until we get 14 to a place where it is doing better. They've actually had these plans in place for 11 for quite a while now, uh, when, before 14 was even into its testing phase. Uh, with their big convention earlier in like April, I think they said, Final Fantasy 11 is not being forgotten. We have so many players still playing it. As long as they want to pay to play the game, we're going to give them content. And they announced a tiered update throughout the whole year to get players from level 75 up to level 99. So this is merely the second stage of a much larger cycle of updates. Okay. Speaking of Square Enix, we got a little bit of information in terms of a re reboot that's going to be going on. This is going to be the cover and the focus of the January issue of Game Informer. And they're rebooting Tomb Raider. Now, if ever there Again. was a game at this point that really needs a very, very, very serious reboot, I this is it. The I think it's gotten stale at this point, and frankly, very few people care about the IP anymore. I think that going back to the roots and even changing them dramatically, I think is what we we need to see. And what they've said here, it was uh, David Gallagher. Head of Crystal Dynamics said, and I quote, forget everything you knew about Tomb Raider. And he says, this is going to be an origin story that creates Laura Croft, sorry, Lara Croft, and takes her on a character defining journey like none other. So at this point here, and this is something that we've discussed before, like when you we were talking about games like Silent Hill that we care less about anymore, even if they reboot it and make it fantastic, do we care? Is this such a game with you guys? At, at this point, if they rebooted it and made it completely different and awesome, would it be enough to get you back in? Nope. Not yeah, even it, close. 
it would have to be so groundbreakingly amazing that you know it, it would have to basically win game of the year to get me because <laughs> the last tomb raider game i cared about came out more than a decade ago let's just put it that way i see honestly it, it, uh, go ahead because of the success of uncharted lately we've seen that if a game a, a good Tomb Raider type game, you know, Indiana Jones type game comes out and is original, has really engaging characters in it and stuff like that. It can succeed. We still love those types of games. And I mean, they all go back to the like original Tomb Raider kind of thing in terms of influence of a game that set that jaw. So I think that if it was something that was it literally clean the slate off in terms of the character and just start with a female Indiana Jones type character, a young female Indiana Jones character and run with it and do something completely different than what we've seen. I think if they did something like that while still hanging on to the franchise name, I actually would be willing to give it a shot. Let, let's, let's be honest. They need to put the character to rest. If you want to make a game like that, start from scratch, make a brand new character, re, make a brand new franchise you, you're, no matter if you completely clean the slate, no matter how much you try to wipe it off, it's still going to have everything else that's come before it hanging over its head simply by virtue of the name alone. We've seen this in every other game that's tried to, you know, reboot but still keep the same name. That's what happens. You know, Castlevania. You, Castlevania. Um, when we had Castlevania still 64. Still awesome. <laughs> but case Hold in on. point right there. Hold on. <laughs> Castlevania 64. That was, that was a complete debacle. Like, just, it failed. Not as, not, it, not as bad as a lot of people think it is, but we're not as we're bad not as a lot of people. We're not going to get into that subject. But like the new one, they didn't refranchise the whole thing. They didn't completely. They, they, they rebooted it, but they said it's still Castlevania. They didn't say, well, we're going to everything that happened before never happened. We're going to this happened before any of the games happened. Here you go. Have an enjoy. Enjoy two discs uh, worth of awesomeness. It, it actually is a complete reboot. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> did you not read the review? Come on. No, yes, I did. Anyway, don't tell him when he's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more fun just to let him go with false but the facts. Point is, okay, but the point is the game, the game is a prequel. It's not, it's not like saying they redid one. That'll come. I'm sure that'll come, whatever. But like with Laura Croft, it's, it's one of those things where she's been a gaming icon for how long at this point? She's been around for how long? How many people played the original games? How many people remember diving through, you know, all the different dungeons with her and getting all these certain things? It's at a point now where it's just, to me at least, it's time to just let her go and start with another heroine. It reboots and all aside, my biggest issue here is the simple fact that Uncharted exists. Because let's say they, they had conceptualized this game in a world where Uncharted never came out. And this new Tomb Raider game was as good as, let's say, the first Uncharted. Everybody would be like, hey, Lara Croft is back. Awesome. Well, now the Tomb Raider game they have to, that's coming out has to be as good as or better than Uncharted be, just because the two IPs are so similar in concept. And that's really going to hurt Tomb Raider. And I don't know if any game can live up to that standard, especially not one with this much baggage with it. I I, I, I respectfully disagree. I could very well be proven wrong. That's for damn sure. Because, I mean... Who knows what's going to happen from now until then. However, I think that in the hands of somebody who knows how to write, taking just the concept of a young, strong female character and some of pers the, the personality and stuff like that too, but rebooting the story behind her and everything else, I think that you can have something that stands on its own that 
will be compared to Uncharted simply by virtue of the fact that they're both, you know, Tomb Raiders. Um, but I mean, we got to remember that Uncharted didn't start off this style of game. So I think that we have to remember that when looking at the possibilities of what they can do with Tomb Raiders. Now, again, I, you know what, many reboots and many different Tomb Raiders have come out that I, the, the track records <laughs> speak for mm. themselves sometimes. So <laughs> I may very well be proven wrong, but I think. I think that just in terms of the concept, it could be done well. In the hands of a good writer, I think it could do well. Whether or not it does, well, that remains to be seen. With that, we're actually going to close out the show. You may have noticed that the show is a little bit shorter this week, and they will continue to be shorter from now on. We're looking at half-hour shows for both the Games Edition as well as the Lore Edition to match our Comics Edition. They're all going to be half-hour, nice and fast to listen to on the bus to work or the ride into work. So with that, I'm going to let you go. We're going to take a little break here for the folks who are listening live, and then we're going to start with the Laura edition. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, cut out that little middle part. <laughs> Can you tell I'm trying to keep them short? I'm talking 100 miles a minute here. Where do you want to start? We've got a little time. And hey, you hear that? Your mouse? Well, now that the mouse has stopped. <laughs> no clock? No clock. Actually, the clock wasn't the, the noisiest thing on the podcast one last week. It was your fan. Holy crap, was it ever loud. Ah, loud noise, loud noise. Fucker. I, I think that if you shorten that, that would be what he's doing right now, potentially. Uh, but no, nah, he, he would have been here with plenty of time to spare. I don't think they last long, but there's many of them. He's got years to make up for. <laughs> yep, not a problem. Well, not a problem now because he's here <laughs> 20 freaking minutes late. That's all right. <laughs> I understand. No, <laughs> really. That's all right. I'm turning <laughs> off my hand. <laughs> Uh, new. No. I'm not fighting into the mic. Thank you very much, Ginny. Farting into the mic? What the hell did I miss? Uh, apparently, I don't know. But I did like your, uh, I really liked the, uh, the Dead Minds video. Made me very happy. <laughs> so after I'd spent seven hours working on this thing, Roger's like, does it have commentary? No. <laughs> <laughs> you slacker. Like, listen, my, my response would have been, sure, when are you recording it? <laughs> hey, all the fun that you seek